0: Thank <laughs> you. Welcome to the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, also known as SWIRE. This podcast keeps SWIRE members up to date on what's new and happening in our organization. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. It is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Not a member, we still encourage you to listen. Each week we provide you with valuable information related to the real estate industry and Southwest Iowa. Welcome to this episode of the Swire Podcast. I'm Todd Studer. In studio today, why, it's Amy and Amy. Thank you both so very much for coming in. Amy Swoven and Amy Hagstrom are here today. And you're both just back from a, uh, a very informative, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming part of it was fun trip, but uh, tell folks what happened. Yes, we are. We were in Washington, D.C., May 7th to 11th, um, several days there attending uh, meetings about uh Uh, leadership, about um, legislative issues, advocacy issues, and there were some uh, general courses for for realtors and leaders also. Um, It was a long time. We both felt like it was a really long time to be in Washington (laughs) DC, but a lot of good content. So today we kind of wanted to talk about some of these things that we learned to share with everyone. Yeah, so
1: four of the um, key topics of the conference were Interest rates and the economy in an overall capacity. Housing shortages, of course, because of our inventory. And then um, they really talked about the, the realtor value a lot. So that's something they're really trying to get us to promote. Um, always try to explain to your clients what your value is as a realtor. And they did provide, there's a competition.realtor website that it has some helpful tools for you to do that. And then, of course, AI, artificial intelligence in the future and what that's going to bring to our profession. And then some other topics were investor home purchase trends, some tools, FHA loan changes, and then we had our meeting with our legislators.
0: Yeah, so we'll start off with the economy. Um, Lawrence Yoon is NAR's chief economist, and his um, courses are always probably the most well attended. Everybody wants to hear what he has to say. Um, he talked about things we, we already know that the Feds recently increased the rates, um, and that inflation is still growing, but not as fast as it was. So that's a good thing. Um, there's gonna they may raise them again. We all know that, um, but he thinks interest rate reductions will start to happen eventually, but probably not until next year, probably in the fall. So we've got another year of the higher interest rates, at least. Um, Supply is a problem. (laughs) Boy, no surprise to anyone. Um, We what we really need to stop to slow down the inflation is to get some more new construction so we can increase our supply. Um, He said that we're at a forty to fifty year high in rent construction, so we should see rental rates start to come down. And normally that was, I think he said, 3% of new construction, and now it's like 13 to 15%. So that's, that should make an impact. Um, oh, that, would, that included the uh, single-family for-rent homes that normally is not a big part of the market in new construction, but it's increasing. Inventory for existing homes we know is low, but it's not. It, it seems to have slowed down a little bit the slowing has slowed, (laughs) the slowing has stopped. (laughs) Uh, I guess you could say it that way. Um, One solution that they're considering is to spur this area of the market by lifting or lowering the capital gains tax for properties. So they're trying to help older people be able, they're saying they can't sell their home because they would have so much capital gains on it. So they're trying to get some legislation to um, lower the capital gains if you sell your home. And also um, looking at some zoning to convert some maybe some empty corporate buildings to residential. Those are some solutions that they had for that. Overall, 28% of homes for sale na- nationally have multiple offers. Um, 60% of homes sell within 30 days. And the average time in the market is 29 days. I think that probably reflects about what our market is, sh- is showing too. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, distressed properties. You know, we've done a couple recent episodes on our podcasts on distressed properties, on short sales and foreclosures. And um, the delinquency rate is still low, but um, we think that could change when all of the COVID benefits and the what's the word I'm looking for? COVID relief. There you go. <laughs> when that's <laughs> when that's over, um, some more more markets for, or more homes will probably be coming on the market as people weren't be able to keep up with those with those payments. Um, 2024, he's optimistic that we're going to have an uptick in sales, maybe starting in the second half of 2023. So the next, the really big topic that he kind of touched on was realtor value. Um, You know, there's several lawsuits against NAR, and I think we've talked about those several times. State and local associations have um, been involved in those, and those lawsuits question the value of realtors and real estate transactions. It's really important for everyone to understand that this affects everyone. This, perfect, this affects the profession. So NAR is asking realtors to help wage the war in the battle of a public opinion. And you have to help um, consumers know what your value is. What are the benefits of the MLS? Why should you sell it on the MLS instead of selling it on your own? And NAR has provided some FAQs and toolkits and some content, info infographics that you can shore, you can share with the public, and um, that's on that competition dot realtor. I highly recommend you go onto that site and take a look. There's a lot of uh, good information on there. Um, and then Amy had mentioned buyer represent re, buyer representation agreements to help define the role of the agent in the buying and selling process. They really are highly encouraging that too. Right. I think it's right. probably a great idea.
1: And then as far as the artificial intelligence goes, um, it's been around for 50 to 60 years, but like recently it's really substantially grown. Everyone's heard of ChatGPT now. Some agents are using it in real estate already. There's um, ways to remove things out of pictures, add things into pictures like the virtual staging kind of thing but it's also being used for property descriptions now. And then eventually it's going to be completing some of our MLS fields and it's going to come into play into our MLS. You can use it to write blogs, have a conversation with someone or search for answers to specific questions. But it's very easy to be used, but they, they still um, warn uh, caution on this. The three main areas of concerns for our projecting the truth and copyright laws, the Realtor Code of Ethics, specifically Articles 2 and 12, require that we present a true picture of the property. Adding and removing items in the pictures or altering in any way may be a violation of the code. And you will see a recent MLS change coming up as far as virtual staging goes as well and disclosing that. The second one is copyright protection. Using third-party works can result in lawsuits. Realtors should always get permission in writing to use works if they think IA was used in its creation. And then always review it for accuracy, be sure you have verified the facts and the stories before you use AI for anything. NAR will provide guidance on AI and copyrighted information for MLS and social media in the future. It's becoming quite the topic. So
0: it really was a topic in a lot of the meetings, and um, they showed a lot of people using AI to like take a property and say, "Well, what if you wanted a pool? What would a pool like look like mm-hmm. if you put it on this property?" And was it Realtor.com, I think, was showing that they actually have a feature on their site right now where you can put in, um, like, here's some, here are the features I would like in a house. And using artificial intelligence, it goes out and gives you an image of, oh, here's some houses that would look like that. Right. So it's going to really change the industry a lot in the coming years and and very quickly, I think, because last year we didn't talk about it. Right. So here a year later, (laughs) it's the hot topic. Definitely. Yeah. Um, other, a few other minor things. Well, not minor, but a little less focused than the other topics had on them. Um, FHA loan changes, again, trying to address the, the housing issues. The FHA commissioner came and talked to us and she said that they are instituting a 30 basis point reduction in mortgage insurance rates to lower the monthly payments. Um, and they're allowing people to use rental income, a positive rental income history now, to qualify for their FHA loan. I know in the past people have said that was something they really needed because if you hadn't had a home before, you really um, struggled to show that you could qualify for that loan. They made a few changes to manufactured housing loans, and um, some home home repair program revamps are coming. We the realtor tools that they talked about. Um, if you've never been online and looked these up. You, you should go and wander around these sites a little bit. Photofy is one that's free to you. And that's got, that's who we are campaign materials in it. Um, House Logic is available. I know a couple of our local realtors use House Logic. Um, and that has pre-written content that you can use. Subject.realtor is a good way to find some content on realtor, realtor.com. The NAR Real Estate Magazine has some content that real estate agents can share, and education.realtor will um, have some information on AI as that develops. Um, I think another trend was institutional buyers. We've We've seen that here, too. In some markets around the country, up to 25% or more of sold homes are being purchased by institutional investors because they have cash. And that's kind of um, hurting the first time and in low income buyers because those lower priced homes are, are selling very quickly. So NAR is looking at that, seeing what they can do. I think that's the the major topics. Um, but then we had one evening where we met with the um, legislators mm-hmm. and we went to the Nationals Ballpark. Um, as a baseball fan, that was fun for me. We got to go down in the dugout, and you could go um, back in the batting cages. I didn't get back there. The line was way too long. But it was kind of fun to stand behind the home plate in a major major park like that and look out and see, wow, this is what it's like if you're playing baseball and all these people are here watching you. And, right. <laughs> and the field looks bigger. I know it's not, but the field looks really big in a in a big park like that. <laughs> and so um, one of our state or our, our national um, representatives came out, I've forgotten what her name is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she came out with her some of her um assistants, and we talked about some of our issues with her. Um, so it was a, just kind of a fun evening, but a chance to mingle with lawmakers. I guess in the past we used to go, or we have gone and met directly with the, with the legislators, but this year they um, wanted to try this other method. So we'll see what happens with that. And then there's another website, flyin.realtor, and you can review the top advocacy issues there that we covered some good information on there. One of the things I usually look for when I go to these meetings is some um, courses on MLS, what's happening with the MLSs. And this year there there are no nationally mandated changes coming. So that's good. Last year we had some of those that they made us uh, put in place. Money, NAR dues increase. Yes, they did vote that they're going to raise them next year by six, six whole dollars for the whole year. So your (laughs) NAR dues are going to cost you 50 cents more a month.
1: And then they're set to go up with inflation going after that?
0: Yes. Yes, they will follow the CPI. And then they also implemented a new requirement for DEI and fair housing credits. You know, how you have to do the three-year cycle on the COE credits for NAR. Now you'll have to do um, three credits of um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and fair housing credits. They'll have those... Pretty much you'll be able to fulfill that online, doing like Fairhaven, which I think many of our people have done, and I hope they more people take it. Um, and there's a couple other courses online, and they'll be developing some more, so they'll make that easy to do. But it will be requirement of membership going forward.
1: And then I would just like to add a little plug for the RPAC committee. If if anyone is interested in these legislative items, um, Byron. Menke is heading up our RPAC committee this year so if you have any interest in this reach out to Byron and jump on his committee for the year.
0: I think that's pretty much what we wanted to cover today just update people on what we had learned and we had got to have one fun evening where we went on a uh, night tour of the monuments. Amy and I did and we enjoyed that. We did. Yeah that's it for today. Well thank you very much uh, both of you for great information. Glad to have you back home again. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Swire Podcast. Uh, We'll be back with a new episode next week. Until then, take care.